Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by IKEA Ready to Assemble Furniture. Real tip. Spring the extra hundo and have the fellas assemble it for you. I bought a nightstand last week and put in the wood screws onto the wrong side and ended up trashing the whole nightstand. Lost 89 bucks and a little sense of self-worth. The last time I record this intro, even if I burp, whatever I do, I don't care. I've re-recorded it for the third time. Whatever happens, happens. Today our guest is Melissa Esslinger. Talk about self-destructive habits. I have them, you got them. Sometimes you're afraid of getting too high, too highly regarded, because you don't want to let people down. You don't want to be thought too highly of because you're afraid of letting people down. So you self-destruct a little bit. You let a little of the air out, a little bit of the uh, expectation out. You do it, it's natural, but why not just go hard and be productive and be thought well of and just eventually fail and let that happen naturally. Don't self-destruct on your own. You're gonna understand this. Really gonna get to know Melissa today and you're gonna understand what the hell I'm talking about. Man, I need to play it back. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm stoked. Oh, if you're in LA, hit me up. And let's do a podcast. Where'd you go? Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I went to UK for three years, and then I went to Asbury, actually. I don't know if you know of Asbury. Was it like liberal arts college or something? Um, it's a super Christian school. Oh, it is? Yeah. Which, like, I only went through about one year of, like, intense... I went through a phase, I suppose, with oh. Christianity. But I wasn't even, like, into that anymore when I went to the school. It was a whole series of events, um, but I saw the program. I sat in on, like, a directing class, and I was like, oh, I could put up with chapel for this. So I went, and now I owe ridiculous amounts of money. Yep. <laughs> that's that's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. There's a whole lot in there. Yeah. You, there was, okay, you went to... There's a whole lot. You actually. went to UK. Yeah, for three years. For three years? Yeah. So you were almost done? Yeah, kind of. I just, uh, I was getting into the more, like, math and science parts of psychology, and realized that like I wasn't committed enough to force myself to really learn. There's science. Well, like it even even just like a basic statistics class kind of like made me. What do you want to do? What was appealing about it? Oh, just normal head stuff. Just wanting to like, I've been in therapy since I was like 12, so I think I was like, oh, I'll just continue <laughs> learning about the brain no yeah it is interesting i think yeah. i wanted to do that for a little bit and then someone told me i can't make any money doing it yeah and uh love money yeah <laughs> i really do that yeah. like influences a lot of my decisions like i may be passionate about something but i love money yes to yeah yeah I've always gotten by i don't know my mom i mean my mom helps me a lot more than i'm uh, comfortable talking about. Uh, nice. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, obviously I wouldn't have said it if it well, was. Shout out to mom. <laughs> Give her the cred for well, credit to do. I can't wait until I'm at, like, for a little bit I was financially independent and then after I got more serious about comedy when I moved out here, things went on the rapid decline. Yeah. And so she's helped me out a lot, but 
our relationship's always been pretty strenuous, so I'm trying to work back away from that because it certainly doesn't help when you owe somebody money. Yeah, because <laughs> they own you. Yeah. You know? Which was the plan. She's like, ha, I support you in everything. Oh, yeah, you're a slave. Yeah. You are. But I can free myself. I just have to keep trying. <laughs> yeah. To... That was one thing that was kind of important for me was like not... I didn't feel, maybe it's a man thing, maybe it's a masculinity thing, but I couldn't handle that. I was like, oh man, I'm still a boy. Yeah. I'm still a little boy. Right. Who hasn't seen his car insurance bill ever. (laughs) Right. You know? Yeah. And that to me was like, I couldn't, even having like just conversations with other, with adults. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not one of you guys. Yeah, it puts a divide because you're like, I'm not actually... Right. For myself. I can't yeah. relate to you having to pay a car insurance bill. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been fortunate. I mean, because, um, like, for example, my clutch went out, like, uh, last summer, and that was, like, $1,300. Yeah. And it was a whole thing. I actually battled it out a little bit with Fiat because I thought it was bullshit because I know how to drive a stick. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and like the warrant, apparently it's cause the, so the car was less than a year old at that when it happened and it had 18,000 miles on it and the clutch went out and Dude, a new car. Yeah. So, which that I regret as well. And I knew I would regret it while I was doing it. What? You're just <laughs> when making, I was buying you you're going to be like making payments on it forever. Well, I was making, I bought it like right after I got the job offer to come out here and I was making pretty decent money and I wait what job was that the PA job okay so it was my first like like I was making like 800 a week or something which for me was great right but it's temporary <laughs> right you knew that I did know that okay but I'd, so I'd saved like two thousand dollars and um I knew I did know that I wanted a fiat <laughs> Because Are you I, serious? Yeah, I totally wanted You're one. Because a piece of shit. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> the like, reason I deserve this. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, because I thought they were the stupidest cars ever, but I had like an accident a few years ago, and the rental company gave me a Fiat, and I just had so much fun driving it. And so I was like, so you bought and, a, like, a I, new? I just, it was a new. Was it a new car? Uh, the one that I bought. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was All stupid. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't wise. Many of the things I do are not wise. <laughs> Why did you, what, how did you delude yourself into believing you should do this or you deserve this? Uh, by not really giving myself, a, the, I don't know. I went to the, I just went to the dealership and I was like, I'll just find out. And okay. Then, and then I was like, uh, um, I don't know. I just went. I just, I just did it. I don't know. I'm probably well, they do that. They'll, they'll tell you like, oh, you're moving to LA. going to make eight hundred a week. Oh, I didn't tell them. You well, didn't? actually, I did tell them. I did tell them that I was going temporarily. Okay. Um, I, and at the time, it was like supposed to be temporary, but then I continued getting work and had started comedy. So, you know, I've tried to stay out here since. But okay. Um, but I've never officially told them that I'm that I've lived that I live here. No, yeah i'm here on business <laughs> what so you can I keep use, your car insured and yeah, yeah i use my parents address for everything I won't these, tell these are all things yeah as i say it <laughs> like yeah to, but um wait so the clutch went out <clears throat> yeah and so apparently i mean the, the car was still under warranty because it had only been like 11 months at that point um but apparently the clutch 
was only under warranty for 12,000 miles, which is no clutch should go out at 12,000 miles. Right. Like, even if you're the worst driver, I'm pretty sure that. So what'd you do? Well, my mom ended up putting it on a credit card. Nice. And. Mom saved the day. Yeah. My mom mom sees me as a complete investment, especially once I got the job with like Netflix and stuff. She's like, okay, well, I don't know. What? Um, What does she think? She knows I won't quit, I guess, which she's right about that, I think. (laughs) Um, And she, I mean, she knows that I'll take care of her. Mm. Yeah, I knew people, like, (laughs) I still know, I used to live with people like that where, because it was, I lived with a roommate, and this, like, kid didn't work, and he was going to, uh, I don't want to say the name of the school, because it (laughs) might have been a film school. I'm not going to say which one, Word. but he didn't, he didn't, he just like had groceries delivered, never worked. And I'm like, I knew this guy wasn't, I, I didn't know. And I was like, I wonder, and I talked to him about it and I'm like, oh, his mom does this because she thinks he's going, this is like, it's all only a matter of time until he's insanely successful. Yeah. I feel like my mom has kind of, I didn't realize it growing up, but. And it was actually it's actually a recent realization that I kind of had a stage mom <laughs> like I think she's always because like I don't know if you think about it like media stuff music movies all that stuff ultimately don't really mean a whole lot when it comes to like the big picture of things and yet um I don't know I feel like my mom always kind of put like her favorite music. I mean, just like anybody or many other people do, they put their favorite like musicians or actors or whatever on like pedestals and yeah. Um, I don't know. I think my mom like didn't like she didn't really go after anything creative in her life, not a whole lot anyway. Yeah. And so I think she kind of um, obviously lives at, through at, you. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, at, after a certain point, obviously, like it's still my life and these realizations like you know help provide some perspective for all that but at the end of the day she's still my mom and like she's getting old and yeah you know she wants you to be happy yeah and i i want her to be happy it's crazy as she is good for you it's crazy but no i know you mean because yeah your parents get old and then they start i've realized this with my mom and dad is they i'm not gonna exactly say where i've seen them they'll just like a vacation or something Mm -hmm. they'll like throw down for a vacation like we went to new jersey one time when they rented this like dope apartment that was condo thing that was way too big yeah and i was like oh my parents they're like getting toward the end and they're realizing (laughs) oh we got a shit ton of money yeah what are we going to do? What do we want to do? And all they want to do is like hang out with their kids. Yeah. So they just, they're just blowing tons of money. So your mom probably is like, okay, I've got money. All I want to do is see my daughter succeed. Yeah. Or at least it started that way. Then things actually took a turn recently because she actually got fired from her job, which was highly unexpected. Um, Because the boss that she works for is actually like, we've known them for like 20 years. Oh, really? So it, a friendship ending was involved. Like it was, it was really messier than a a normal job ending would be. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Everything, everything's kind of getting weird in the world that surrounds my mom. And so at this point I'm just like, okay, 
just clutch better not go out yeah just stay focused yeah. and like make something happen so that i can just like give her what she needs and and not i know like i don't need to do that but i feel like that's the only like way i'll be able to give myself freedom because at this point it's like i just want her to be happy and feel like she did a good job or whatever because yeah. that's what she needs so i think that's the most important thing with parents <laughs> just yeah that's what i I'm always like, you're, you did it. You're good. It's yeah. over. Your job is done. Yeah. Anything I do now is, anything I mess up now is entirely my own responsibility. Right. You did it. You couldn't have done better. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't yeah. need anything else. Yeah. I think that was kind of it for me. Yeah. It was like, I don't need you anymore. Yeah. Your responsibility to me is finished. Right. And I can now just be like, I, anything you're fine yeah don't sweat anymore don't worry and you can prove that by being you know now i mean you're kind of in a position where you have to be like well i'm just gotta, gonna remain delusional until i put my mom in a just a like I, yeah. <laughs> a place like i don't know on a boat or something yeah <laughs> not literally but yeah <laughs> ship her out that's where she wants to be <laughs> No, my I parents are still that. married, by the way. Whenever I talk about my parents, oh, it's they always are? just my mom. Everyone, I always put yeah, off the, the air that they're not together. I totally do that. Yeah. I don't do it on purpose. But I guess because my dad has always been just so... I assumed your dad like, was dead, by the way. You were talking. That's so interesting yeah. and yeah. pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, there's no dad. Dad hasn't there's been no in the picture in, in a long particular. time. My mom just doesn't let other people in the picture or hadn't previously. My mom's very... It's a, it's a pretty toxic thing, actually, and... I'm seeing it much differently now than I ever have before because I focused on just like angsty things most of my life. What? And then like growing up, we just didn't, you know, get along, which is normal for teenage daughters and their moms. Right. Um, but as I've gotten older and like gotten to know even like some of my friends that are parents now and stuff, I'm like, dang, like there was some shit that was like just kind of fucked up. What, about your mom? Yeah, and she didn't, not intentionally. She's just, like, in so much of her own world that, like, it it wouldn't even occur to her, like, like, for example, uh, she'll be telling a story, and she'll be like, yeah, Melissa used to just, like, scream at the top of her lungs for hours, and, like, and and she'd be talking about when I'm, like, three years old, and I'm like, for hours, and I'm three, like, after a certain amount of time. What, was she still (laughs) mad about it? Like, still mad about it, and after a certain amount of time, you'd think you'd go, like... She, she So she explains it this way. She'd be like, and I'd check on you, and you'd just be, like, playing with a book, or, like, you know, like, looking at a book, or playing with blocks while you were screaming. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like at a certain point, for a three-year-old, you would, like, try to just calm them down, no matter what it is that they did, which maybe is over What was bringing it up? Um, what... When was that conversation? I, I, I don't even remember. Uh, but she was talking about, like, being not even in, in the house. She'd be like, I could hear her from, like, like, two houses away. And I'm like, why am I screaming in my room yeah. for hours from two houses away? Is there away? anything you remember? Yeah. Oh, I remember that. I, got, I went in my room a lot. I was put in my room a what lot. Which is st- such a pussy thing to say, by the way. Uh, yeah, just, no, you fight with your parents. <laughs> I think it goes away, though. Yeah, it should definitely should. You know what it is? <clears throat> you know when it goes away? 
<laughs> when they when, have no when, control. Yeah, when you're not using their money. When they, when, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, and I felt a sense of that when I was standing on my own when I first when I first got out here and while I was in Albuquerque, I was a lot more independent. Yeah. Um, but, you know, cost of living was different and... I don't yeah, know. But I kind of lost. You can't put my... a price on freedom. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what you're saying. Yeah. Because I've been there. That's where I'm true. Like, if my parents. I'm like shaking. I don't know why. Sorry. This is a nerve wracking podcast. It's, <laughs> it's a big so deal. I don't edit anything. It's all going. I'm emailing your mom. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. But I Careful. thought about that. If my, if my, parents were okay. Let's say I don't know. They probably got a bunch of money. They're like good with money they're not rich but yeah if they were like we want we're dying and we want to pay your rent for 10 years or something like that <laughs> yeah i would not let them right even though i'd have tons of extra spending money i would feel it just gives too much power yeah they yeah. have yeah and i'd also just feel like a baby yeah like a baby totally. boy yeah like you know <laughs> yeah like getting money pumped into my checking account like yeah. a child yeah no yeah no i want to I want to earn my money. Yeah, I want to get it. Like I couldn't do like a family business type thing because I'm like, no. Yeah. I want someone that doesn't know me and never knew me to give me money. I like myself a lot better when I'm doing it on my own. Yeah. I've noticed. Like just in general, I'm like, I just have more respect for myself, and then that shows, you know. Yeah. In pretty much all choices and stuff. Because <laughs> you're self-made. Yeah. You know. Totally. You still driving that Fiat? Yeah. Are you really? <laughs> I'm like barely hanging on with the payments. But, Sell um, your car. <laughs> well, see, this is where like the what? Like brain? I, I don't know. Explain I'm, yourself. <laughs> my instability definitely shows itself. And like my my car is so fucked up. I've ruined the interior with like just smoking and like oh you messy. Did. It's so like I'm gonna keep it I'm, like. There's no way. Like, you well, blew it. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I definitely like see how in the past, like I've created things for me to fuck up. <laughs> Just like. What do you mean? Like. Like that? I knew. I knew that I never, ever since I cared about thinking about buying a car, I never wanted to buy a brand new car. Right. I knew like, you can't have nice things. The value go one that I I can have nice things, and right. two like the value of a new car goes down dramatic, er, dramatically, dramatically, yeah. <laughs> dramatically, yeah, <laughs> drastically. Like you know, yeah. the second you go off the lot, and like so, you know. But uh, I don't know. I I'm very good at. I would <clears throat> if I uh, was more self disciplined. I'd probably make a good lawyer just for the sense of like I can justify. Just anything about anything. To, yeah. yeah. But you always know. You know yeah. when you're buying the car, you're like, no, this is a good investment. But you know, you're like, no, <laughs> I, it's I bad. cried yeah. the night that I bought it. I cried uh, because I was like, I fucked up. This was, but I already signed the papers. Like, it was, that was it. Like, once you do that, there's, I mean, there's, there's even like, I forget what the, um, what it's called. Buyer's remorse. Well, yeah, there's that, but there's like, uh, what's it called? There's like a sign that um, you either will see or won't see at all car dealerships that basically s some places will allow like if within like 24 hours you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, you can go back and like kind of right. back Renate, out. Yeah. But um, it most 
dealerships especially ones that are going to sell to a you know 24 year old that knows better yep. of course there's i forget there's a specific phrase no, takes these backseats. yeah basically yeah there's like a specific word for it that like i had to like we'll look, look it up, up. For, yeah i forget what it was but you thought about that sign and you were like oh I no even, not an option yeah i just didn't even i don't know like it was the last uh, I justified it, too, because it was the last one on the lot that was a stick shift, and I wanted a stick shift really bad. That was... So it's God. Like, it's destiny. Right. Right. God did this. Right. So I have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's <right>. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what kind of human am I if I don't follow uh, signs that only support things that I want to do that I shouldn't? Right. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I'm telling you, this is... That's not... Uh, it's not you're not weird that's a normal thing people do Mm -hmm. they'll just take all the facts that they want and cherry pick them and be like it's a prophecy i will say that i've had a lot of fun in the car because it's got these dumb ray stripes on the top i've seen them yeah it's the uh it's so it's a stupid car it's a really stupid car but i also like i drive it better because i'm little and i can see the end of the hood See, these are okay. <laughs> these nice. are like yeah, practical there things. It is. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. No, I I had that too when I bought a car. Even okay, this was me. I also feel like I never deserve anything nice. Yeah, you know. No, I definitely don't. <laughs> yeah, but you did though. <laughs> I think that was the other thing too. Is I was so proud of. I was really proud of myself for the job that I was being offered. It was just a PA thing, but I I felt you know I was like holy shit. I went from. Because when I moved to Albuquerque, I didn't even want to move there. But my parents had already been living there for like seven years. Mm-hmm. I was done with like, it wasn't full blown like film school, but that's what my emphasis was. Right. And I was done with that. I knew that I didn't have much of a future in Kentucky. I didn't plan to stay there forever. Um, and Albuquerque had a lot of like movie stuff going on. So, and it, you know, the tran- the transition was a little easier with right. my parents being there. I had a place to go automatically. Um, so I did it that. seemed at the time like you, it seemed, yeah, like it was going to be okay. Yeah. Because I was like, Oh, I'll move to Albuquerque maybe in a year or two, at least if I get a job. Cause I've always told myself, cause I've, bleh, I've always wanted to come to LA, yeah. but I've always told myself that I didn't want to go until I had a job, like before I right. go. And, uh, so when I moved to Albuquerque, I was like, well, at least I'll be closer so that maybe if in a year or two, um, I get a job, it'll, you know, be 12 hour drive instead of across the country uh to move and i didn't expect it to have it it happened really quickly Uh, a year to the month was when i was offered uh the job and so you know that too i do understand what you're saying then because you were when you bought the car and i was 24 i was like right before that like major brain change where you're like when does that happen i i feel like 24 to 26 is like for me it's been the biggest like just changes in the way I look at things because I don't know I finally realized like how much energy and emotion I've spent on things that really don't matter at all <laughs> yeah and I feel like it just comes with perspective that your brain isn't capable of before it's done growing <laughs> yeah I know what you mean <laughs> I don't think I ever yeah I think that's always been like a gradual thing for me in my yeah. entire life for sure. I think actually lately is when I've kind of been, you know, I'm 28. So mm-hmm. I think lately is the time where I've been most 
aware of where I'm wasting my time and with yeah. like relationships and being nice. I'm done. I don't want to, you know, yeah. like trying to like appease people that I'm like, I don't even know this person. Yeah. I like talk to them. Like we used to be friends, but now I'm like, I don't owe you this mental yeah. energy I spend hoping you like me. Right. Yeah. I definitely like LA has squeezed that out of me. Um, cause, How so? <clears throat> cause like, um, well, when I, like, when I started comedy, I, everything happened really fast. Like, it was kind of, because, like, I didn't, like I said, I didn't even plan on, like, that wasn't in my plans to do comedy. I'd always loved it. And I've, like, I always, in the back of my head, was like, I wish I could, like, do that. Yeah. Um, but even when I did decide to try it, I figured it would be something that I would just kind of get out of my system and be like, okay, um, you know. But then, like, the seventh time I'd ever been on stage was when I was doing, I got pulled out of the bucket for Kill Tony, which was this whole thing. Like, I didn't even know about the show. I went to the wrong room. It was, like, this stupid thing. But, of course, like, if you start doing stand-up, you're kind of at least good enough at it to be getting laughs and having fun, at, you know, you know, in the beginning when you're just like, oh, no, it's like, no, addicting, no, and you're just like, no, 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 zero, no. Yes, you have to, no. Uh, what? No, zero. Go on, though. <laughs> you know, you, what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think know. in the beginning, I don't know. Go on. I, I was better at the beginning than I am now. Like, because I, I didn't think about it. I just did my weird M- Melissa shit, and that worked. Uh, now I think about it, and it feels more calculated oh, yeah, the yips. And I kind of like what the yips the yips yeah what was that it's mean? like when you're it's like a baseball player uh-huh. if he's good at pitching he pitches the ball right strikes people out yeah when people ask yeah. him how do you do that how do you do it and he analyzes it and thinks about it yeah can't throw the ball anymore yeah 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 pretty much because i don't know i i think part of what has made me or I don't want to say makes me good at it because I, I don't feel like I'm doing that great right now. <laughs> but um, I think what initially kind of gave me kind of a natural sense of it was I grew up in a military family and there were constantly new people in my life, constantly. So like, I uh, I don't know, I got good at quickly adapting to what other people expect from you. And I feel like in stand-up, it's kind of a weird mix of like giving them what they don't expect while still like saying the thing that they had in their head because that's like the connection and the laughter kind of yeah no, i know there. you mean so like i don't know and also the other thing is uh as i've i mentioned like my mom's kind of crazy and um i <laughs> she uh i don't know i learned uh, how to like, the, the only time that, like, we got along was if I was being silly or doing something that, like, was a Melissa-ism. Oh, she was, like, it. laughing. Yeah. Or or she would, like, like we'd be in the store in line at the cashier or whatever, cashier, and uh, she would, like, I, I need to think of specific instances. But, like, no, I know what you mean. But she, you know... Uh, she was always kind of putting on a show for other people, like, indirectly. Like, she would, like, make me the butt of the joke when somebody was just minding their own business. But she would usually get a laugh or something. And right. so I think I think that, I don't know, uh, 
I liked being the butt of the joke because she was paying attention to me when when she was making yeah. fun of me, you know? Yeah, you gotta, so. like, channel attention <laughs> however you can get it. Yeah, when yeah. you're a kid, yeah. Uh, as an adult yeah. as well. Well, too. yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. That's totally true. I would like to get to the place where I don't need the attention that I... That's a weird thing, too. Because, like, I've always been one of those people that, like, I need attention until I get it, and then I'm like, you know, I push away. Yeah, no, that's what it, yeah, you got it. That's why yeah. you don't want it anymore. Yeah. It's because you're fine. You're filled. You're, you've got it. People are paying attention. And yeah. then once you have it, you're well, like, it's well, like, it's too it's much like pressure. When a, yeah, it's yeah. like when a, a, a kid, like, and also, like, I spent so much time, like, not being paid attention. Like, I just never, I never thought that anyone would care about like i don't know no i know what you mean that's yeah. normal people i mean that's so. why a lot of people do this because it's they don't feel like they're heard or nobody cares and then yeah. there's one place where you can go and you can talk into a microphone to a bunch of people especially open mic wise yeah because it's like oh here's a place it's hard because you got all these people staring at you. How many people? Everyone's like, oh, I want to try stand-up sometime. Of course you do, because you want attention. I want attention, yeah, too. who doesn't, yeah. It's difficult, but it's one place in the world where it's like, there you go, buddy. Yeah. You want the attention? You got it. Here's five minutes. There's nine people <laughs> listening to you. Yeah. They got to pay attention. Yeah. So it is comes with a sacrifice of, like, there's a lot of pressure. But at the same time, it's here's your platform as a grown-ass man to like yeah. have a bunch of people pay attention to I you. guess that's what's frustrating me recently with whatever it is that I'm doing in stand-up is that, like, I've always had stuff to say, and all of a sudden I feel like I literally am just not doing or saying anything that matters. Like, I just feel like... I'm like, the the time that I, like, actually it's the perfect time to like say all the things that you think in your head and then all of a sudden I'm like my brain is just like nope I got nothing just not even a thought yeah it's writer's <laughs> block though <laughs> I don't know it comes and goes yeah that's either true either way I don't know I always mm -hmm. feel like who cares either way if you got nothing yeah. to say don't say anything yeah you know yeah no one but needs you. I, like, I feel like I got so heavily like involved in stand up so fast that now like I know I don't have to do it and it's not like I don't want to because I do. I love it. But I also like I'm definitely looking outward still a little too much and not enough like inward on just like what I actually need to do for my life to be good. Yeah, I think you need to focus on I was talking about this with a friend uh a couple friends that have been on the podcast but we are talking about so like to broaden it out like we i mean all of us are stand-up comics but mm -hmm. one guy was talking about how much he focuses on it and how much like a bad set will affect him and right. it'll bum him out and make him want to kill himself and all this stuff yeah and my other friend and i are like dude who cares yeah. this is dumb we're not gonna <laughs> be famous we're not gonna be stars this is just like this can't be your whole life yeah like this needs to be like a sliver a facet of it yeah, yeah. if you put everything you put all your eggs in this basket yeah. you're gonna hate your life no wonder you want to kill yourself <laughs> right you gotta i mean it sounds dumb but you need to go outside and like 
eat a sandwich. Eat yeah. a sandwich. Well, and this, yeah. the thing about stand-up is if you're not living your life, you can't talk about it. You can't talk about life if all you're doing is living in a stand-up bubble because right. it's just too narrow focus. You can't talk about sandwiches. <laughs> I yeah. thought you were going to say the thing about sandwiches. The thing about trying, sandwiches, I got man, a hot take on sandwiches like, right now. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. I think you do need to... Because I think, I don't know, I know for me, if there's any aspect of my life where I feel down or something, Mm -hmm. like maybe my family shuns me or something like that, or I'm on the outs with them, or maybe my job or something like that, or maybe something I do creatively, people Mm -hmm. are like, that sucked, that was dumb. Yeah. I can shift it and think, oh, well, I've got this identity as well. Right. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. You know, so I'm like, I don't really care. I don't need you. I don't need anyone Mm because I have other people. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. You got to be multifaceted. (laughs) Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you said L.A. brought you down in terms of, like, making people happy and being nice. Yeah, I think, I mean, Los Angeles... will be whatever you make it. I mean, it's all in your perception and how you take each step. And I guess I came with a subconscious expectation to be kicked in the gut. So I got that. Um, Because I, you know, not on purpose. It's not like I want my life to suck. You kicked yourself in the gut. But, you know, I kind of, yeah, like, uh, just, uh, I don't know. You think so? I think so, because, like, when I got out here... Like, I was, I was working really hard. I was doing a good job. I was making money. I was balancing my life well enough. Uh, and I, I kind of, like, unraveled. At a certain point, I actually ended up quitting from a movie that, like, it, I wished that I... I don't wish that I didn't at this point. Um, but, you know, like, so many people... And that's where the outward thing comes is because it doesn't matter what other people think or whatever Mm -hmm. but like you know i had a cool job working you know for netflix doing stuff with cool people that are creative and you know and and i couldn't get out of my own head enough to like keep that job you know and um what was your head telling you i started going through this weird like paranoia thing which was new i've never I've always dealt with, like, anxiety and depression. That's always been kind of something that I, mm-hmm. whatever. But um, but I had this, like, new, like, paranoia thing happening. And um, I don't know. I think part of it was a medication that I was on. Part of it was not sleeping enough, not mm-hmm. eating right. There were, like, so many different things that played into it. But um, I just couldn't. Like, I had to kind of just, I pretty much. There was, like, two weeks where I literally basically just stayed home and like in bed when you were supposed (laughs) to be working well i they actually were super supportive they gave me like a week and a half paid just like off because um i went to my bosses and was just like i can't keep it together yeah and uh what type of thoughts were you having though it was all like related to like trying to figure out the way the machine that is los angeles like works like what type of things like um i mean you're getting paid you got i think you got a sense of purpose you're going to work you're doing things like what's stressing you out it's nutty as well first of all there were some things in my life that like i shouldn't there i was in a relationship i 
shouldn't have been in, didn't need to be in. And how much um, of a part of it was that? I think a big part because, you know, I, that isolated me because I, I kept it like it was a, you know, laying low kind of like relationship. And I wanted that. And, uh, so I think that kind of chipped away at some of my transparency, which I think is part of what like made me what it was exhausting like, not talking about it or yeah and just like spending too much time like i because when i first got out here i was just i hit the ground running with like i was going to i after the first mic that i went to i was going like all the time uh-huh. but i was also working like 12 hour days and like going to mics almost every night so i was you know some of it was just like yeah you're just physically exhausted like, yeah, exa- yeah. you know just yeah. tired um but like I, you know I don't know. I I think you do. What do you attribute it most to? I, I feel like I don't know because it's Say not it. like yeah no right. What is this? Uh, it's not like uh, Happy Mad. So I was working for Happy Madison. Yeah. And it's not like they can't find a PA. You know, it's this is Los oh, Angeles. Oh, you're expendable. So there was yeah. yeah. So I uh, I fought myself with that all the time. What? And it was just like. I was like, why would anyone go the extra for like for a production assistant? You know, like they they hired me from out of state, and uh, like Adam after I started doing stand up, um, Adam actually let me like open for them, like all kinds of stuff. That I was just like, there must be like, which this is a part of me that makes me feel like it shows a lack of gratitude, which hurts myself too because then i'm like oh you're such a piece of shit you have all these great things happening and yet you're like worried that there's like a bad agenda to it or like and it's like why would you even go down that road um and that was not something that i had what what was your suspicion i don't know i i was like i i kept feeling it's it's just crazy talk that's like i felt felt like watched and i felt you know like uh, I felt like I was going like mentally just insane. Like I felt like this is stupid, but all of a sudden, like the headache medicine that I take for migraines showed up in like our first aid kit, and it wasn't they weren't stocking that before. And like the tampons that I used were in the bathroom. Like s- what would that silly make you shit. think though? For me, like because like um, with- what are you worried about? Are you worried that you feel like your do you feel like your job's in jeopardy? Or, no. Because you're explaining to me sounds like... It's it's utterly insane, like, to be honest, because I felt, I felt like my life was being manipulated, even though I knew that it wasn't, because, one, I was making... I mean, obviously, I'm making my own choice. This got weird. I'm sorry. No, I <laughs> just like, don't want to understand. And, uh, I don't know. I just... I felt like... For example, like... Uh, on Kill Tony, one of the guests once was Jeff Garland, and after the show, he said to me, "It's a it's a lose lose situation." And then little me, about? instead of like saying, "Hey, what are you talking about?" Yeah, I put that in my pile of like things that could sprout into paranoia, where I'm like, "What is he talking about?" Yeah. And then like, um, I went like I saw a therapist that um, 
is associated with the laugh factory and like shit got kind of weird with that it was a terrible experience what so there was Why? Uh, the therapist the therapist she actually like we got in an argument and i'm not like confrontational and uh she like yelled at me and stuff and i was like this is not healthy and yeah. i and then i was like looking at the like release to treat and like things like that and like it was the the paperwork for privacy and stuff was a little bit sketchy because like they pay for the first six um uh sessions the laugh factory does uh-huh. and um um you know i don't know there was a part of me that was like everything i say is going to be used against me you know and i don't know why i started oh, were like, you worried about you did you feel like you were in a good position and you were worried that you were going to lose it i think it was i th- i think that's what the realistic cause of what it was and i think i'm just over imaginative and like had to find a reason that like things were wrong when they weren't and then i don't know i wish like it's so stupid because i don't really have a good way to explain it i'm actually like i don't know i feel like i just lost my no you can you completely. can go crazy yeah and that's you and it's you can't be in a better state and then explain yourself because you're like yeah. i can't explain my decisions then yeah well and like weird things th- these are things that like were cool but also like freaked me out for example um i had this night where i tried cocaine mm-hmm. which i had never you know, never planned on doing, <laughs> and um, it was just around a lot, and then I tried it, and of course stayed up all night and missed work the next day. Uh-huh. And uh, my, the people I work for were so worried, because I was just like asleep, and my phone, the sound wasn't on. I didn't wake up till like 1.30 um, in the afternoon, and at that point they'd already broken into my apartment to check on me. Yeah. Um, I wasn't there, I was passed out at like my friend's house. Um, they they said they were like almost going to like call my parents to let them know like we don't know where she like right it it all happened you know within like 12 hours or whatever and um and so i was like like i should be fired i should just be fired for this and like i wasn't and also like obviously they care um enough to like if someone doesn't show up to work it you know like yeah you just assume they're being an idiot yeah and set their alarm yeah and uh do they just like you a lot or what i i guess they did and i think and i i think i was like i always expect to become a burden at some point which is what i'm i is a completely like that's productive to nobody at all to 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 have that like frame of thinking um you want to i think i know what you're talking about so you you always think it's just a matter of time until yeah until like you know like i i yeah until i fuck it all up or uh why do you do that i don't know man why do you sabotage yourself i don't know i don't know um i I think some of it, honestly, is just from lots of practice thinking in a negative way. And just, like, that's just where my brain naturally, like, goes. And so it's taking, like, a lot of conscious effort to, like, change that now that I'm, like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, it, even, even if, like, even if I am failing, it doesn't help to, like, continue to, like, think negatively of yourself obviously like right and it's easier said than done yeah totally that's true 
Well, I think (laughs) what I hear when I hear you say that is you can't, I I feel like you can't focus on keeping things. Yeah. You know, you just need to understand, like you get this opportunity with Happy Madison. Yeah. All right. It's, you know, it's short lived, you know, it's like, okay, I do this for a matter of time, but the movie's going to end Yeah. and hopefully I'll find a new thing. Right. I'm just speaking from my own point of view is I think every day I don't count on anything. I've gotten fired from jobs and stuff. People, you know, relationships ending or whatever. Yeah. I'm always, I think it's important to understand, okay, all I can do is be grateful for all the paychecks I've received. Right. Nobody owes you anything. Yeah. So if you just think, oh, I'm getting another paycheck in the books, I'm good. And if you can't count on keeping things and if you hold things so tight. Yeah. You lose your mind and you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Sounds like they really like you, too. Yeah. I mean, they obviously care. And um, like a few days later, um, I was picking up an actor for him to do ADR and he's someone you know Mm -hmm. and i picked him up and he was like so what happened to you the other night and i'm just like shit like word travels fast so i'm like in my head i was just like why am i so like why was i a matter of discussion at all and i it turned into paranoia instead of me just being like these people genuinely just care about you yeah yeah yeah, you can look at things positively <laughs> or you can look at them negatively. Uh, yeah, and I, like, couldn't... I don't know, I got... I, I, I literally, like, I feel like I went crazy, definitely. That was part of what led me to eventually do this trip that I did recently where mm-hmm. I traveled because I was like, I need to get out of L.A. It's not L.A.'s fault. It's my, you know, it's my perception right. of things, but I was like, I need to remove myself for a little bit and, like... Yeah. And... And try, you know, like I hadn't done stand-up many other places other than L.A. since I started. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, obviously there's a big, uh, there's a lot of aspects of it I hadn't experienced yet. Yeah. So, you know. That no, I do. I think that's super <clears throat> healthy. And I've had that a lot in my life. And I've told yeah. a lot of people to do it. Cause yeah. Because regardless of what it is, it's like, oh, you need to leave here. Because yeah. it's not, I mean, sure, it's whatever city you're in. It doesn't matter. But you can get in a place where, even with friendships, too, or whatever yeah. it may be. Whatever, like, you know, that relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to, and like, like a lot of times you're afraid of losing things. Like, let's yeah. say that job. You're afraid mm-hmm. of losing that. So you're like, can't go. Got to go to work every day. Yeah. Got to work 12 hours because I can't lose this. And then once you free yourself and you move to, like, let's say, just do your you do your trip and you're out on the on the road yeah. doing what like bar shows or whatever. Yeah. And you can have the perspective to not be in that position anymore. Right. And say like, oh, there's other stuff. There's other yeah. people living other lives doing yeah. other things. Yeah, definitely. And what For you sure. had may not be as awesome as you thought it was and not as worth holding on to. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Was that trip was healthy it? for you? Yeah. Um, I think, I think so for sure. I mean, when I came back, I sort of like freaked out because I was out of money and like, uh, the job that I have at Fat Sal's isn't enough. Um, but then luckily, um, a friend and they, they have a kid and I babysit and they needed someone like daily Yeah. (laughs) and they just pay me cash. So I'm like getting by on that for a while. Um, that's the thing too. I've, my life's if I lay off the worry, things usually work out. Um, 
like yeah. if I just stop like trying to control so much pretty basic stuff I don't know I feel like I took this conversation to an unrelatable level I don't know if I did or not no just it's the- <laughs> completely relatable okay yeah Good. definitely <laughs> I, I think it's more relatable than it's ever been. Oh, good. <laughs> because it can be so like specific that everyone has their own specific thing. Right. But it makes them seem crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think that's good. And you also, yeah, you need to take, I need to give you this book. I've already, <laughs> like, honestly, it comes up so often of giving this book. I bought, like, six copies of giving them all away. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um called how to stop worrying and start living yeah dale carnegie but he taught it's just like all the stuff in this book is just and it's so calmly written the way he describes things one of my favorite um chapters of the book is called like living each day in airtight compartments Mm -hmm. so all you do all you you do everything you possibly can do Mm -hmm. to prepare for the following day and then anything you can't do, you just don't worry just about. Just let it go, yeah. Because there's nothing, nothing you, can you can do until the yeah, time comes that it <laughs> yeah that anything can be done. Yeah, totally. And I I don't know that book was better than any like medication I've ever yeah taken or anything. It was yeah. just like <clears throat> therapeutic to read. Just like For oh, sure. it's not. Plus, you also there's a lot of anecdotes in that book about people that have lived far shittier lives yeah. than you. You know, add some perspective to everything. Oh, yeah. Gosh, sorry. Um, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think the worse. I think the worse it gets. This is all right. I just came up with this. I think the worse it gets, you should be kind of grateful. Yeah. Because after, it's only going to get better right because now you have this like insane (laughs) horrid experience you can now compare everything to that's true yeah yeah and i've found that 99 percent of the time when i'm having some kind of fear or anxiety it almost never comes to fruition yeah so like you know if you just try to remember that when you're freaked out by something you're like and even if it if something you're afraid of or worried about does happen, like there's very little in life that you can control. I feel like, except how you react to the things that happen. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you, you seem like you're not sure. <laughs> no, <that>. no, <laughs> I really, yeah. You try to, there is a sense that I remember even like when I first moved out here, I talked to my dad on the phone cause I just gotten, I was like losing my mind. It was really bad. It was, you know, it was just a weird place in my life. Yeah. And I... How old were you? I'm just kidding. I was 23. Word. Yeah. So uh, I, I was trying to control everything. I didn't have a lot of money, and I was really, like, I thought I had everything down, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get through this, everything I can do in my power to get where I need to go. Yeah. And one thing was, like, the parking tickets. I was like, I'm never going to get a parking ticket. I'm always going to move my car before I have to. Yeah. And then one day, it was just, like, my roommate came in. He's like, dude, you got a ticket. And I'm like, what are you talking And I'm like, I did. I totally, it's Tuesday. It's nine. And I got a ticket. Yeah. And I'm, and it sounds, it's like 70 bucks. Yeah. But I didn't have a lot of money then. Yeah. But I think more than anything, it was one thing I thought I could control is yeah. not getting a ticket. Yeah. And then it was just... Things happen. Yeah. <laughs> but then I... Yeah, and I was like... I mean, I kind of freaked out in yeah. that sense. I was like... I felt like I'd lost control. But I remember talking to my dad, and he was just like, yeah, you don't... Sometimes you get reminded that it's really... 
out of your control. Sometimes you just forget to move your car. Yeah. And you lose 70 bucks. Yeah. But it's healthy to think about it sometimes. You're like, oh, and there's something about that that's freeing to think. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't, it's never been in my control. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's, I don't know, I've been in just such a, I've, I don't know, I'm stuttering and saying nothing. Uh, it was just stand-up overwhelmed me at a certain point, and I was like, I don't even, I don't even know, like, what, I don't know the point of anything. Sometimes I'm just like, what's, you know, I mean, who doesn't think like that from time to time? And so, like, and it, I'm, I don't know. I don't what know do you saying. mean, what's the point? Because, like, at the end of the day, like, I don't know. What? Like, what's for example, I play, yeah. I, play, uh, I play softball on Sundays okay. with actually a bunch of other comedians. Uh-huh. And, like, yes, the game is fun. And, yes, like, um, but at the end, you know, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's hard to, I guess it's hard to feel, like, motivated to do well at something when in the back of your head you're like, none of this matters because I'm just, like... Which is a really pessimistic, like, uh, way to, like, approach life. And and is the exact opposite of the attitude I had when I moved here. I was, like, after yeah. everything. You know, like, running, like, full speed, excited about everything, you yeah. know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. No, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I do know. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. That is, I mean, it's even a good example to think about, like, a pickup sports game. Yeah. It's like you get done and you're like, oh, it just kind of happened. It didn't matter. Yeah. What, you won, I won? I don't even remember. It was last yeah. Sunday. Yeah. But yet, like, while you're doing it, if you're not, like, if it doesn't matter, then it's not fun and there's no point in doing it at all. Right. So it's like you have to, like... You gotta think about why it does matter. Yeah. Why you're out there. Because it does matter. Honestly. You do get something from it. Yeah. That's true. You're supposed to get enjoyment. Don't... Yeah. That's what you're supposed Rob to do. Rob yourself of just, like, anything fun. Right. Because you're like, <laughs> what's, what's the, the point? point? We're all going to die. <laughs> sure. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're going to die, so don't just get o- get it over with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is... Stupid. Yeah. And interesting with, with kind of suicide being a fresh topic, yeah. obviously, with the Linkin Park uh, singer yeah, 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 and that. Robin Williams a couple years you know all that stuff cause that, at a certain point like uh, even if yeah cause if the only thing you have to do is not like, kill yourself <laughs> really at the right. end of the day like is breathe like, yeah eat, uh, eat a sandwich yeah Don't, eat a sandwich yeah, <laughs> drink a glass of water and uh, but I, I heard something on the radio today about uh, there's a book i think it's just called why Uh and it's about curiosity and somebody said like like animals are just as curious as humans but humans are the only beings that we know of anyway that can ask why and like can like verbalize and gather well but then again cats could be curious about something and gather information even no though they're idea. not speaking. Why you know? beats me. <laughs> you can prove it. <laughs> That's true. We don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought, I've, I, I actually don't know where I was going with that. It came I think I mind. do. <laughs> I think I get what you're saying. Uh, like, well, it's even like there's a verse in the, I forget what verse it is in the Bible, but it's like, birds don't worry about where their next yeah, meal's coming that's, from. That's something that I've thought about often 
recently because it's like regardless of like religious stuff involved like mm-hmm. just as a as a frame of mind to have that's the same as like being like i i don't really control a whole lot and yeah. the birds find what they need so like you'd think i could probably do right Which, yeah, i don't know that's no that's the point of the birds is birds yeah. don't stress out yeah man <laughs> you know yeah birds don't take xanax you know yeah <laughs> They don't do yoga. They just, just, it's fine. Yeah. It'll come or it won't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's important to remember. And you got to figure out why you should do something, why you should go to, even that, I like that example, like going to a pickup basketball game. Yeah. Like, I think about, there are times in my life where I'm like, I don't want to go to that. What's the point? Yeah. But then I got to remind myself of the times where the best thing in my life was like a regular soccer game that I'd go to on Wednesday nights. Or like how you feel like after and you're like, oh, I moved around more. Yeah. Sweat came out of my body. (laughs) Yeah. But even like, (laughs) even the, even the idea of like not even analyzing it, just yeah. knowing when you missed soccer, you were like, dude, this sucks. I can't go play soccer tonight. Yeah. That's like my main thing this week. Even having that knowledge of like, oh, I missed that. Yeah. My week's off because mm-hmm. I didn't get to do. Just like find the thing that you get excited about and like yeah, do it until you hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's my issue though is I've, I get excited about a lot of things and then I do do it until I hate it but I hate yeah. things quickly I think yeah <laughs> it's it's, it's t- I know what you cyclical mean. I guess but yeah sometimes you get excited about things because you you think about their potential and I think that's dangerous yeah well if you think about it we spend our whole lives planning the future right and so yeah mid-20s late-20s when you're actually like getting to the place where your quote future can be mm-hmm. a reality like you're grown up yeah and yeah. then you're like wait i've spent my whole life chasing i don't know how to do things when i have the possibilities right here right i don't know what to do now i'm like okay because it was just like an imaginary thing before and now yeah. like, oh it's real mm-hmm. so now what <laughs> yeah no, that happens to a lot of people is when the time actually comes. Yeah. They're uncomfortable with even achieving their goals. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, my life has been trying to get here. Right. It's like finishing the book. You're like, oh, shit, I don't want to finish the book. Yeah. I have nothing to read. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's good you're aware of that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I say yeah, and I don't know a lot. <laughs> no that's yeah this was good though well that's good yeah definitely like yeah i don't know you the want parent- anything you want to tell people where you're like this people gotta know mm, like about about like a word of advice is almost what it is it's like, like people should yeah. know don't do this right don't do like don't it could be something as basic as don't do cocaine because you'll yeah you'll miss work yeah you know uh, that and i don't know like i think just like the biggest thing this for any path at all is like you can't care about what other people think even like just because you have to be happy with yourself and so 
I don't know, like I wasn't able to, I didn't enjoy any of those small successes that I had early in stand-up because I felt bad about it. And it's like, why would you do that to yourself? And the only reason I felt bad is because there were people that, you know, didn't like that I was like this new kid and I was getting to do Mm -hmm. these cool things. And I get that. I totally understand. But at the same time, why would I jeopardize my own opportunities just to like right. soften the blow of like I got lucky, yeah. you know, for people, someone else? Yeah. That's, yeah, you can't feel bad about people being jealous. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This is uh, yeah. Ellie's just weird, but it's really not that weird. It's just a matter of your perspective. You just gotta like. Stay focused on what makes you feel, like, okay with yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's true everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a... Uh, this is a an LA-specific advice. Here's a advice. fortune cookie yeah. <laughs> answer for you. <laughs> no, that's good. I do. I think that's um, that anxiety you feel when people there's, like, negative energy toward you. Yeah. You're like, well, maybe I don't deserve this. Or you absorb it. I'm sensitive to that, yeah. too. Like, overly sensitive to it, to where, like, I probably create it sometimes, but also, like, when it's real, it's too real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely, but, though. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Haters are gonna hate. It's such a stupid t-shirt thing, but it's just like, <laughs> no, it's trite and it's dumb, but it's... People are gonna get... People are just going to talk shit because it didn't happen to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, plug your uh, plug your stuff. What do you, you got like uh, Instagram or some shit? Uh, yeah. Just all of my social media is Melissa Esslinger. Um, you got MelissaEsslinger.com? I don't. I don't have a website yet. You got to get a website. I know. You should at least check and see if you can buy the domain. I I have checked, and well, the last time I checked, it was still available, and I didn't um, purchase it yet. Gotta nab that. Yeah, it makes you seem legit. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, when I finally like got headshots, that made a difference. Nice. Uh, So and now you know it'd be good to put them somewhere. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm just so aimless. I don't know what I want to do anymore. So I'm just like, right? What you're gonna put on melissaslinger.com? Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that. And then, uh, yeah, I'm working on, like, I'm actually making a, a coloring book, which is really stupid because I'm not even a good, per, like, draw. Colorer? <laughs> oh, I'm a great colorer, right, man. Okay. I can kick ass at some color. Stay in lines? Yeah, dude. Uh, if I want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I choose if I say no. Um, yeah. And I'm uh, I'm writing this thing where I'm writing like letters to random people that I've known throughout my life, and I'm putting I don't know what it's going to if it's going to be anything, but that's what I'm working on right now. I'm not going to send them anywhere. I'm just going to put them together and like send them to the person though. No, I'm just going to put them all together and I don't know. See, like for like there was a teacher that gave me an Aladdin activity book when I was like three and. I'm gonna, like, I wrote her a little note, and then, like, that's so weird. But I think it's, like, I think it's for the purpose of kind of timelining my life for myself, but also a way of, like, getting myself to finish something. And I always write better when I feel like I'm writing to somebody. 
Oh, like you're going to actually publish it and people are going to read it? Maybe. I mean, yeah. if it's good, we'll see. <laughs> I think it sounds cool. Yeah. Just like. I think you got to send the letters out, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I you think do. you for sure do, and then you yeah. also need to put in the responses. Obviously, tell people that's true. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I just started like a couple of weeks ago. Cool. So. I'm taking your idea. Go for it. My it. stories and your stories will be different. Cool. So rock on. I'll be rich. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna put on my website. So all right, what rock up? on with your <laughs> with your website. <laughs> all right, we are done. Say goodbye awesome. to everyone. Bye guys. Thanks right. for listening. Later. Mm-hmm.